0: Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet it can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast.
1: Hi everyone. You're listening to Experience Better, the CX Podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky, Director of Product Management at Kubra. So today we will be discussing how utilities can design their consumer builds for a better customer experience. Joining me today are two guests, Alison Copeland, the Senior Director of Marketing at Kubra, and Matt De La Rosa, Graphic Designer at Kubra. Allison manages all the marketing efforts and led Kubra's new consumer utility bill report, which we will be discussing today. And uh, this is Allison's second time on the podcast, so welcome back. Matt designs our client's utility paper bills with an emphasis on design thinking and customer experience. Thanks for joining us today, Allison and Matt.
2: Thanks, Alfred. Glad to be back.
1: Thanks for having me. So I understand that Kubra just released a new consumer report that sheds some light on what billers are getting right and where there's room for improvement. So when when I talk about billers, I just want to clarify that. Um, so billers, what I would typically call utilities, or like the, the company that sends out bills. So in in my background, it's utilities, but it could be government agencies. It could be you know insurance agencies, healthcare providers, but billers is the um, entity that's sending out bills to the consumer. Okay, now that I've clarified that for myself, um, Allison, can you tell us a little bit more about this report?
2: Sure. So um, the purpose of the research was to give billers and clients um, using Kruber's bill design services a better understanding of current consumer bill preferences. And you're exactly right, Alfred. That's kind of how I would define billers as well. Specifically for this report, we did talk um, specifically specifically about utility bills. So more for utility billers, but I think a lot of this could be good takeaways for other industries, government Mm -hmm. and others. We also felt that this was something that was really missing in the market. We kind of looked around and weren't able to find much much research there that was um, going on and had been done about what people wanted to see. So we went ahead and we conducted a nationwide survey and captured responses from more than a thousand adults, eighteen years and older, um, who said that they were the ones that were responsible for the household utility bills and making the decisions and payments. So that could be gas, electric, or water.
1: Well, that sounds good. Can you walk us through some of the key findings?
2: Sure, yeah, I'll touch on a few that I thought were interesting. There were quite a few. Um, First, uh, how well customers understood their bills was really key to having a positive experience. So we found that just over 65% of consumers indicated that an easy to understand bill contributed the most to having a good experience with their bills. And you might be able to kind of extrapolate that even to the best experience with their utility company. On the flip side, not surprising, High bills and billing errors were the top reasons that contributed to a negative experience. Um, so that was the first one. Kind of the second one was most consumers don't understand how the bills are being calculated. Just over 37% said they that they fully understood. So that's pretty low. Um, good news of those that didn't understand, 68% said they want to understand their bills more. So I think there's an opportunity for more education and bill improvement. And lastly, we did hear that having key information on bills can help reduce confusion and calls. So there's hope.
1: Did the report cover anything about what consumers think like is the most, um, so the most important and least important information to have on their bills?
2: Yeah, we asked them about that. So we asked them kind of what the top three most important pieces of information were for them. Um, Of course, they said amount due, due date, and usage information. Amount due led the led the pack was about 80%, due date 61% had it in their top three, and um, usage information was just over 50%. That part alone is probably not very surprising, but it was interesting that a number of respondents wrote in uh, that they actually wanted to see comparison data. So either their usage versus other time periods, so maybe last month or last year, or their usage versus their neighbors. Um, so they would have had those in their top three had we listed it. We sort of kind of grouped that in with usage information as just, just a different way to display that, but they felt a little bit differently and felt strongly about that. So they did, they did mention it. Mm -hmm. Um, and to answer your other question, as far as things that were not helpful. So, uh, number one was the terms and conditions. So that big page on the back of your bill that, that has all the little writing. Um, second up was ways to pay. Um, and then contact information. So we could probably speculate a little bit on why, but perhaps terms and conditions just didn't really help their understanding or it may have just been too deep, too much, you know, kind of utility speak. Um, And then I think they probably already knew where, you know, where to go for making payments and finding contact information if they needed it. Um, That's just my speculation, but just kind of some interesting tidbits from that.
1: Yeah, I imagine if you're receiving the bill, Monthly, you already have a sense of how you intend to pay for it, so that's not that helpful. Yeah, um, probably be more helpful for for newer, newer consumers or newer customers to that, to that utility. So, did they did they the consumers did they indicate how or like what channels they receive their bills on?
2: We asked them. We asked them, um, you know, how they were currently receiving bills. So. Physical mail and email were basically tied for first. Um, About 60% of consumers said they received their bills by mail, so physical mail, and about 60% said by email. Um, Another 20% of consumers said they received their bill um, through their biller website or through a mobile app. So one thing that was interesting is that these numbers don't match what we saw when we surveyed consumers about their preferences for receiving bills in our 2020 utility consumer billing and payments report. In that research, only 29% said they preferred paper bills and 46% said they wanted email. The remainder preferred online websites, mobile apps, and text messages. Um, So kind of interesting to find out that, you know, while we had 60% of consumers saying mail and email, um, that wasn't what we saw as far as preferences. That's just how they're currently receiving. So as we've been monitoring these trends, paper has been dropping and email has been rising. So it may be that utilities aren't offering what consumers want or consumers just aren't aware that they are. We're not mm-hmm. sure there, but it, it was interesting little piece. Um, the other thing I wanted to note on this data is you may have noticed that, you know, 60% email and 60% paper bill adds up to more than 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. So, right? So since we're talking to them about their bills, we talked about in general, we said for all of your bills. So some may be receiving different bills in different channels. So maybe they're getting their gas bill by email and their electric bill by paper, Um, but some may be actually receiving them um, in multiple channels. And and we know that's true. We asked them if they were. Um, And about 29% of those consumers said they received their bill in two or more channels. And 22% said in three or more channels. So, quite a few people are getting bills in in multiple channels at the same time.
1: So, I, I know in past uh, podcasts we talked about omni-channel, you know, the importance of uh, a cohesive omni-channel strategy. Um, and and now when it, you know, and that makes sense to me. You want to be able to convey your message in different channels, but it had never occurred to me that you would want to get paper like, paper would be one of the omni channels like you get paper and digital for the same for the same service because i always thought of them as mutually exclusive um suppose there is people maybe want the convenience of digital and the security of paper or maybe they don't have a printer or something i don't know
2: yeah i I think that's true i I think you're right on that i mean i think that We've heard over and over again, people want to get the printed bills because they, um, you know, they feel like it's more secure. It's definitely going to come to their house. Some some people that are older feel like if something were to happen to them or they weren't able to pay the bill, somebody could step in and pay for them. Um, but also, yeah, some of them are also getting it digitally. So maybe kind of the convenience of the digital and then also wanting the, uh, the paper for some security is definitely a possibility there. Yeah,
1: that's cool. So paper bills are still important, and we've heard that uh, we heard that today, and we've also heard that in other po- podcasts uh, last year. And they're definitely a preferred um, high, you know, high, high preference second choice behind email. So Matt, uh, I want to hand this question off to you. So you are our expert in paper bill designs.
3: Why do you think paper bills are still so popular? Well, paper bills are often the only consistent interaction a person has with their utility company and their most prominent reminder to pay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emails can have a tendency to get buried very quickly, and people fear missing a payment as as a result. And with so many notifications on mobile devices, it's becoming increasingly difficult to stand apart and grab a person's attention long enough to nudge them into action. So in a communication channel that's getting quieter, i.e. the mail, the paper bill remains a steady source of trusted information from a trusted entity, and people really like that. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning that some people like to keep detailed financial records for tax purposes and or a way for someone else to make a payment for them when they are unable, the latter often being the case with the elderly.
1: Uh, That's uh, some interesting stuff you said there about... uh, uh, the mail communication channel getting quieter. I remember years ago when, when I was part of a company getting into this industry, one of the reasons we said text, SMS text was really important was because people responded to text because, and I think the implication was you, you could assume every text you received was important. And therefore, you'd look at it. Um, it's almost like it's flipped now that <laughs> you, you don't want to check my text all the time because I'm getting all these spam texts but I eagerly look, look for a meaningful um, ma- mail in my mailbox at the front of the house. Um, it's kind of interesting how that, how that flipped over. But uh, so you design our clients, paper bills. Can you tell, uh, tell the audience a little bit about your process and approach when you're designing these paper bills?
3: Well, my process is just a small part of a much larger process, but where I'm touching the bill, it's uh kind of a three-part three approach. Um, in the discovery phase, I gather the client's wants and needs. Uh, this includes their business goals, uh, aesthetic wants, uh, regulatory requirements, and any research data that they might have accumulated on their own through focus groups. Uh, in the second phase, I'm creating the templates and populating them with their bill samples based on what I gathered. And then in the third phase, I'm making revisions, Uh, based on the client feedback and and using guidance from our development teams until a template is approved and handed off to the development team for implementation and ultimately printing.
1: So this sounds like a very iterative uh, approach. Do you find you go back and forth um, between you and the the biller in this case? Like, is there a lot of back and forth or is it pretty clear quite often what needs to
3: happen? Uh, Phase three, We're making a lot of revisions. Yeah, I go back and forth quite a bit. Um, This phase usually takes the longest because uh, what I mentioned earlier, sometimes with regulatory requirements or um, the various stakeholders that they have higher up in their company, a lot of times they have to get that stuff approved Mm -hmm. by those people. And that can be pretty time consuming on their end. And then when they get back to me, there's usually a laundry list of things that they want me to try to try to do for them to get it approved. So, yeah, that goes back uh, at least two or three times. That's
1: cool. So, when, when you do this uh, work with the utilities, what, what are the top design elements or features that, that they ask for in their
3: paper bills? Uh, graphs and on-bill messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, most clients are trying to increase their customer satisfaction through improved communication. And one of, one of the ways they want to do that is to show the customer a breakdown of their charges in a graphical way. Uh, This often ends up in the form of a pie or donut chart as a cursory view of their charges, and then followed up with a more detailed bar graph of their usage details with year-over-year comparisons if they have the data to support it.
2: Yeah, I'll just jump in really quickly. So what Matt's saying is totally supported by by what we heard from consumers. So about 40% of those people said they'd like to see more charts and graphs um, to make the understanding easier for them so they could actually understand the bill easier.
3: Yeah, and the other way clients are trying to improve communications is by moving away from inserts that are often ignored and instead printing on-bill messaging on the front page of the bill where people are most likely to see it and read it.
2: Yeah, um, the other piece on this was that we found that about 40% of people said that they just take those inserts, separate it from their bill, and and put them directly in the the trash can or hopefully at least the recycle bin but they're not definitely, you know, getting red. So mm-hmm. it's a good move in the right direction.
1: Yeah, definitely. Are, are you seeing any trends that utilities are kind of on the path, you know, trending towards on their bills, like, a, kind of a best practices or, you know, which way are bills going now that you see?
3: I see a lot of clients asking to remove some of the terms and conditions or anything, any, of uh, the confusing utility jargon. Um, where they can instead drive traffic to their website for more information. Um, they are trying to use a little bit more relatable language, stuff like hello, and then saying the customer's name, um, or, or what do I owe to show where they, the amount that they have to pay, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also moving away from preprinted stock and are just black and white print in favor of going to full color to help improve understanding. In other research, color has been shown to improve the speed. Companies were paid by thirty percent versus black and white.
1: That is interesting. I wonder what color causes the the color green that causes the most pay, payment increase. Ah, I don't
3: know. suppose well, it depends on the situation. I think if you're if you're a little past due, I'm sure red works.
1: Red, yeah. <laughs> well, cool. This is. I'm. I'm. I'm sure we could uh, field a lot more questions about uh the bill design process i know like when i get bills or just a few paper bills i still get and you look at them you don't think about all the work that's gone into making it and so i do appreciate you kind of you know pulling back the curtain letting us have a look a little bit behind the scenes about how how those things get get designed so i had uh i think this is a question for allison uh you mentioned this report that Uh, Cooper did at the um at the beginning of the podcast. Is there a way that people can get a hold of that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So they can go to cooper.com and we have a resources section there on cooper.com where you can look um in our white papers and there's this report as well as the billing and payment report that I mentioned um some stats from as well, as well as a lot of other resources. So yeah, they're welcome to go and look there and and download and read the whole thing a lot more detail.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Thanks for that. So before we wrap up, I wanted to end with something fun. We're going to um, play a speed round of overrated, underrated, and we uh, our producers have come up with three buzzwords that are uh, associated to the topic of the day, which is billing. And for each one, I'll 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 say it, and then I'll give a chance for each of you. To say whether it's whether you think the topic is overrated, underrated, and if you have no opinion or you're neutral, you can just say like no, no opinion. So we'll start with Matt and Allison in that order on each one. Okay, ready? So
3: QR codes. Uh, this isn't a very popular opinion with QR codes, but I'm going to say they're underrated because although visually they're not very attractive. They do serve a purpose if you set it up correctly. Like if it's a shortcut from having me have to type in a very long URL with a backslash or two, mm-hmm. the QR code is great. But um, I don't think that you should reserve a whole lot of space for it, and it should just kind of be uh, a little aside. I think QR code should should be properly designed
1: because because the longer your URL, the uglier the QR code. So if you can shorten the URL. Compress it, then you can have a nicely look. Anyways, now we're now we're nerding out on QR codes. Allison, overrated, underrated?
2: I was gonna say overrated, but I I do agree with Matt. I think when they're used in the right way and for a specific purpose, they can be really great. I think just throwing them on and having them take you to like your homepage on your website doesn't add any value. I think. Mm-hmm. If you could take them directly to making a payment somehow, uh, you know, on a, on your website, like direct into their account, I and mean, if it can kind of, as Matt mentioned, kind of ease the way for them and make it easier, I, I think it makes sense. But just use sort of as a way to get to your website doesn't is is overrated.
1: Yeah, so customized QR codes would be ideal, right? Like a link to your account number, so that when you when you scan it, you go to your payment page or something off of that bill. That that kind of stuff would be really helpful. Awesome. Okay, so next topic: uh, video
3: bills. Overrated or underrated? I don't have. Uh, I, don't, I don't really have uh, much of an opinion on the video bills, other than I don't really see the purpose for them, unless maybe you're um, visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't really. I can't really think of um, the value, like you were saying, Allison, like the value that's added to having a video bill. Allison?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that that they're a bit overrated um, as far as trying to send that out to everybody every month or something like that. I've seen some video bills when it's sort of the first time somebody's receiving the bill, kind of like we talked about before, like first time receiver might want something a little bit different um, because that would give an opportunity to actually explain how the bill's calculated some of that stuff. But um, in general, just having a video bill kind of comes off a little bit a little bit cheesy unless there's some some real reason behind it
1: yeah it would be hard to do to customize to customize meaningfully for every every consumer i think exactly all right so the final one
3: uh is full color bills overrated underrated definitely not overrated i think maybe a little underrated And I say a little bit underrated because I think people are getting it. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, color increases engagement. And whether that's just because it's more visually pleasing or just more eye catching, whatever it may be, it's working. So I think, uh, I mean, I think full color bills are definitely the way to go. Cool. Allison?
2: Yeah, I have to agree. I, I really don't have anything to add to that. He kind of stole the words out of my mouth, but yeah, absolutely full color bills. I think they're slightly underrated, um, but they're definitely gaining steam.
1: Well, Awesome. That was fun. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Matt. It was uh, great having you on the show, uh, hearing about um, this report and the results of the report, as well as um, kind of some of the behind-the-scenes work on designing a bill. So thanks again for joining us, and um, hopefully we can have you on again sometime in the future.
2: Yeah Thanks, Alfred.
3: Again, thanks for having me.
0: That's all for Experience Better, the CX Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook at Kubraway. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Experience Better, the CX podcast is presented by Kubra. I'm your host, Alfred Sawaski. Goodbye for now. I hope you experience better.